Hey everyone, if you want to see the mod file in action, well now you can. Here's some upcoming dates. On Thursday the 8th of February, I'll be at the Metro Radio Arena in Newcastle for 5 Star Wrestling. Tickets again available at 5starwrestling.co.uk and also available to watch live on the free sports channel. Friday the 9th of February at the Forest Town Arena Mansfield for Hope Wrestling. Tickets and information available at hopewrestling.co.uk. Saturday the 10th of February, I'll be at the Bodmin Jail Cornwall for Cornish Pro Wrestling. That's cornishprowrestling.co.uk. Friday the 16th of February, I'll be at the Archdale 73 Club Worcester for UWR. That's uwr-online.com. And Saturday, the 17th of February, I make my Danish debut in Denmark as I debut for Body Slam Wrestling. Information and tickets available at bodyslam.dk. So please be sure to come out, support myself and the wrestling boys and girls of British Wrestling as each week we tear it apart. and welcome to yet another episode of Morgan Webster's Wrestling Friends. Coming to you live, well, I guess it's live, live for me, not live for you, but coming to you live from my brand new house. So hopefully the acoustics are real good. But yeah, uh, if you are an avid listener, I guess you will know that I am Flash Morgan Webster, the undisputed king of the mods, or more importantly than that, for the next 45 minutes to the hour, to the hour and a half, however long this conversation with Lady Chardonnay goes this week, I will be your host, or as I like to see it, facilitator for all these chats, discussions, gatherings. You know me, I absolutely love that word, gatherings, with your wrestling favourites, or as I like to call them, my wrestling friends. This podcast, of course, does come to you free of charge every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or wherever, wherever you get your podcast from. But please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, tell a friend, do whatever you need to do to make sure that you get this podcast every week and it helps me push my way up those podcast lists. The algorithms on iTunes have changed recently so you don't end up having it in the top 20. So you really do need to break those top 10 lists, especially when people search the word wrestling. So please be sure to search, subscribe, review, do all those things. Please chuck a review on there. If you've done it before, maybe do it with a different email. Just give me a good review. Good cheeky Dave Meltzer five-star rating and push that up so I can add. I can actually crack that top 10 because the ratings, the listens are all going up, but I would definitely want to be inside that uh, top 10 iTunes rating. So please be sure to do that. Of course, if you do, if you do want to tell people about this, how much you're enjoying the podcast, then of course you can do that on the social media. I am at flash underscore Morgan on the Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash flash Morgan Webster on the Facebook. I am at flash Morgan Webster on the Instagram. And if you do, if you do want to advertise or maybe you want to drop me a cheeky little email, but if you do want to advertise on the Wrestling Friends podcast, all that can be done at flashmorgan.live.co.uk. Again, that email is flashmorgan.live.co.uk. And again, if you do want to book me for any upcoming seminars, gigs, events, anything, that can be done at the email, which again is flashmorgan.live.co.uk. But if you do, if you do want to support the podcast, if you want to say, Flash, I'm loving the show, how can I support the podcast? How can I give you something back? Then why don't you head over to our sponsors, which are MerchBritannia.com, and check those out if you're a wrestler looking for the best place to stock. 
design, ship all your stuff out. Jim Aliki and the rest of the team over there will do all that for you. So that's MerchBritannia.com. Or if you want to grab one of my latest t-shirts, or maybe you want to get an 8x10 or anything like that, all that can be done at MorganWebster.BigCartel.com. Again, that is MorganWebster.BigCartel.com. But please, 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 please keep those tweets coming, those Instagram stories, those Facebook messages, and those emails, because I do love to see them. Keep them coming, people. Okay, this week's guest is Lady Chardonnay. It's a great one with Lady Chardonnay. We do talk in full about her career. She's somebody a lot of you might not know, but a lot of you will get to know over the next year, no doubt. She has recently come off a tour with Stardom. She's going back out there again this year. But she's somebody that's um, who's been ticking along NGW down in the southwest as well. And uh, she, had her, she had her set and her goals on doing WWE and she was trying to like get herself there. And uh, not saying it's changed, she still definitely wants to go there. But along the way then, her doors have been open for stardom. And she's kind of had her eyes opened as well to how good the scene is over here. And that you don't need to go to America to make a living. Or you don't need to go to America to enjoy wrestling. So uh, she's somebody who's definitely looking to break the British scene this year, but yep, this great episode. She came and uh, come and sat with me about ten minutes ago, so I can tell you off the top of my head that it is a great, great episode. It is Tuesday today. Um, I had a full, full weekend. Uh, Thursday, I was at Liverpool for Five Star Wrestling. Was also on the Free Sports Channel, so check that out if you can. This Thursday, we'll be on the Free Sports Channel again. I saw a lot of people being quite negative about it. It is their first time running a live TV product, which a lot of stuff goes into it. And they they are trying to change and trying to fix all those things that were wrong last time. But a lot of people being so, so negative. But at the end of the day, it's a place that has given us live TV on a Thursday. And it's paying us very well as well. So please, please try not to be too negative, people. Try to just support it. I know that it might not be as good as your progress is. Or it might not be as good as your Rev Pros or any of those or your attacks. But... They do want to get the product as good as possible, and it is growing as well. So please try to lend it your support and try to be open-minded. That it might not be great at the moment, but they do want it to get good, and uh, it has the potential to be great as well. Especially a lot of good names on there, and uh, a lot of international stars coming over as well. So please be sure of that. But yeah, Thursday that was a great fun. I was in a five-way match, five-way submission match, so that was great there. Then Friday, then I headed down to Riptide Wrestling, down where I wrestled David Starr, where I had a rock. V mod match. It was very, very fun. Definitely look out for that when it hits the on-demand service. Some great stuff happening down in Brighton. They've got a great crowd. They're doing stuff very, very differently. So I think you should definitely check out Riptide Wrestling when that comes on on-demand. Saturday then, I headed down to Stevenage where I, myself and the Wild Boar, took on El Aguero and Joseph Connors and the Hunter Brothers for Southside Wrestling. And we picked up the win, non-title of course, but we made sure at the end of it that everyone knew that we have our sights. Our sights on those Southside Wrestling Tag Team Championships. The one I need to come in, baby. And they are definitely coming for the gold. So please, again, once that hits on demand or the DVDs come out, please go check that out. Southside Wrestling. And then, of course, then on the Sunday, I was down at the cockpit for Revolution Pro, where myself and Chris Brooks took on Chris Chapman for the Revolution Pro British Undisputed Cruiserweight Championship, and that was a lot of fun as well, so definitely go check that out. I'm feeling pretty beat up, I'm not going to lie, I didn't have Monday off, I moved, as I said, my brand new place, myself and my partner Jordan moved 
house down on Monday, so I'm a very tired boy. That's four days on the bounce, and then a day of lugging around heavy furniture. So I'm very, very happy that today has been a little bit more relaxed, quite a little gym session, and I got to sit down and have a chat with one of my favourite, one of my favourite Southwestians in Lady Chardonnay. But yeah, I think that sums up my uh, my week in review. A lot of fun at Five Star, a lot of fun at Riptide, a lot of fun at Southside, and a lot of fun at Repro. So uh, yeah, I guess all I have to say is uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy what is an absolutely lovely little conversation with Lady Chardonnay. See you on the other side, people. I'm joined today by Lady Chardonnay. How's it going? It's you going good, good thanks. It is. Second yes. time now we've done this little yeah. intro. I messed up the first time. So which I think it's good me messing up because it'll probably make you relax a little bit yeah, more, which I is much which is good. Now. Okay. So uh this is one which I was to be honest with you, a lot of these I always kinda of like try to get people to do these these podcasts and it never happens. With you, it literally was a mess you Saturday, do you want to do a podcast? You were like, Yep, I'm coming up here Tuesday, should we do it? I was like, Yep, no problem and it all just fell into place. Let's do it. Really quite easily, which I'm really quite happy about so um how i usually like to start these and it's a really nice way to just kind of let everyone else know your backstory and how you got into it and allows you to kind of ease in nice and slowly is uh what's your first memory of wrestling what's the first time you can remember seeing wrestling or what kind of gravitated you towards wrestling let's go earliest memory first okay so i've got an older brother okay and it was um from him beating me and my cousin up all the time and practicing <laughs> wrestling moves um, on me that I then started wrestling, uh, watching wrestling and I remember the first character that I saw was Mighty Molly Okay. and straight away I was like oh my god this girl's like a superhero and she's so amazing and I, that's how I got hooked on wrestling was from watching like the women um, of wrestling like Molly Holly she was my favourite and I was probably around 12, 13 at the time and then at that time me and my cousin used to do freestyle dancing so we used to wear like crop top shorts and knee pads so I remember the once we got like a throwaway camera and got my brother to do um like a photo shoot of us both. <laughs> and we were like double trouble with our knee pads on like pretending to be wrestlers so yeah it's kind of from that that I started wrestling uh, watching wrestling and then obviously growing up you then kind of go through different stages of life when you know, you like different things, and I kind of went off wrestling for a bit. Well, it's not the cool um, thing. It's not really the no. cool thing, is it? So you kind of like you kind of you like it, and then maybe other people go oh, wrestling and being young and stuff like that. A lot of people then get turned off it because other people kind of make their decisions for them. But yeah, I guess uh, I think everyone goes through that phase, don't they, where they kind of decide they don't want to wrestle anymore. It's not yeah. Cool or, yeah, of course. You know. um, but then one of my best friends through high school, her brother used to do wrestling from a young age, and. He used to watch wrestling, so I think probably when I was like 15, 16, I then started to watch like the live events. Um, I actually remember watching one show when my mum had booked the tickets and me and my friend were like, oh, we're going to see like The Rock and we're going to see Triple H and then it ended up being like an independent show. <laughs> we got there. Oh, really? Yeah, we were so gutted, but at the same time it was good. Um, so yeah. But I, I can remember, I can remember see, going to see one of those like tribute shows when I was younger. And it was like it said Sar- Sergeant Slaughter, and I remember thinking it's definitely the real Sergeant Slaughter, <laughs> and it definitely wasn't the real Sergeant Slaughter. So oh. I, I also was very quite disappointed. <laughs> but whose whose show was that? Would it have been like Robbo's or? It was well, it it was at um, one of the not NEC, but you know, kind of like the smaller arenas. Okay. I think it was a WWA. Was that such a promotion? Because I remember Gangrel and Luna was actually on the show, but other than that, it was mostly... I don't know. I've never heard of these. Uh, I know who Gangrel, of course, Luna is, but I've never heard of those companies. I think I must have been, yeah, it must have been around 2005. 
But did you enjoy the show? Yeah, definitely. Still, still loved it? Yeah. <laughs> and how old have you been? About 15? Yeah, I think then. I was probably around 15, 16. Yeah. So when did you decide then that you wanted to give wrestling a go? Well, I then... The first time that I went to a wrestling school, I was 19. And I remember meeting Vicky Haskins, because at the time she was there and she was uh, training to do wrestling. And... I had a little go at it and I was like, is this for me? Is this not for me? And then in the end, I ended up going to work abroad for two years. So it wasn't until those two years and then I thought, right, I want to be home in England now. What did you do abroad? I was a kid's rep. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Why are you laughing? That's, that's pretty cool. So where, where was it abroad? In Turkey. Was it good? It was good. It was probably like the hardest time that I ever kind of went through um, there. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like I kind of, when I came back from there, um, I was then like, right, this is the time now I want to start wrestling. So then 21, I started wrestling. Where did you go? Where did you go train? Or how did you even find it? So that was, again, through my best friend's brother. So who was he? Who, who? Craig Sayers. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, you've met Craig. I have met yeah. Craig. Um, so he's my best friend's brother. Uh, and then... Yeah, he couldn't drive, so he was like, please come training, please come training. So, and then from there, with me... Because you drove, yeah, so he yeah. smart man. But then we actually, we all started training. So Kelly, my best friend at the time, she started training as well. Um, but I don't really class like the first year of my training, like really training. It was more kind of guys that haven't done shows before, like teaching wrestling. So, so where was that? That was at Gloucester, but it okay. wasn't until like uh, Luke and uh, T-Bone got involved when it started to become more like oh this is wrestling training now well there was a big gap between like the world of sport guys kind of leaving and then the generation before me mm. kind of like your, your T-Bones them kind of figuring out how to wrestle and they had to do it all on their own mm. so I think that you're talking about these people kind of teaching themselves they had to because there was nobody around to teach anybody yeah so that would have been what year would that have been when you would have yeah. Where are we now? So 2011? 2011. <laughs> no, 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 you're laughing. But My it, brain's ticking. No, no, it's good, it's good, it's good. It's good to have a timeline because we did with Al Phantasma last week and his was all over the place. And I was, and then it was, it was still fine. We all got a good story out of him, but good. some people like to know timelines. So you would have been training for about a year, just kind of people learning how to do moves and how yeah. to do stuff. And, and then eventually then T-Bone and Luke decided to come in and, and teach everybody take over yeah so um i know luke had previously had ins and outs with the school but um yeah until him and t-bone got involved and then it was more right this is wrestling training now and then i'd say i probably had a good year with t-bone um until he thought that i was good enough to take me to robbie's school so i then went to robbie brookside school oh, that's good which is then wrestle leicester at the time but i like how he kind of like it wasn't even a year of you, did you wrestle in that time? Was you getting on no, shows? No, I I never started wrestling. This is like the silly thing, but I never started wrestling to actually do shows. And I feel like because I was so shy and I was so like I didn't really have a lot of confidence, and I just wanted to do wrestling to do wrestling. Like I always said to T Bone, I'm never doing shows. And then I think as he started to see that I was getting getting better and grasping it, um, he said he always waited until he felt that, not that I was good enough to go to Robbie's, but until I kind of, you know, wanted it a little bit more. And then he was like, right, I'll take her now to Robbie's school. <laughs> but I love <laughs> that. that makes sense. But no, I never actually wanted to do shows. Why not? I don't know. I just didn't think that I'd be able to do it. Just because you're like not confidence and stuff like that. No. I just... but, but I love how you say that. And I feel that the key I know is totally confidence. <laughs> so is it just, is this confidence that you've kind of got along the way mm. because of wrestling? 
I've so wrestling has helped me loads because like years ago I used to be a freestyle dancer so I used to dance in front of thousands of people um like with competitions and then it was more my period when I worked away um I was in like a really bad relationship and it kind of made me like probably like one of the least confident people course, ever like yeah. I came back and it was from being around the guys and they were kind of like oh you shouldn't be putting up with this and you shouldn't be putting up with that um and that's when I realized right I need to end this relationship so um once I did that and once I started wrestling like my confidence was really low um but it eventually you know obviously built up through wrestling and people helping me believe in myself and you know but at one point I wouldn't even walk into Tesco's by myself like I would be too paranoid of seeing someone that I knew or um I think it was more like a social kind of anxiety that yeah. I picked up um from a relationship so all that yeah Yeah. and then now i'm just like i don't care (laughs) so would you you say like would you say like you had like you had the old katie and then Mm. this new katie came along where you had the social anxiety Mm. and then wrestling's brought you back to being yourself again would you say that definitely um even from when i started at robbie's school it took me six months to do a promo so even though i was 22 23 at the time all the guys at the end of the session, they'd pick up a fake WWE microphone yeah. and Robbie I've, would be I've like, been, I've yeah. been there, I've been there. <laughs> Robbie would be like, cut me a promo. And every time, like even sometimes I probably got close to touching this microphone, but it took me six months to do a promo just because I was too scared that people were going to laugh at me or I was going to say, you know, the wrong words. And I'd even sit there like crying and that's more probably humiliating than standing up and just cutting a promo about, you know, the weather or the grass or, you know, your family or something. And, and then the one day he just said to me, he was like, think of something in your life that's really affected you emotionally, um, whether it's happy or sad or angry. And without even knowing, I'd done like a 60 second promo about having to leave dancing because my dad making me quit dancing. Um, and then from then, I just, I, I, I love them. And each time I'd go back and I'd practice and, you know, he'd always say to me, like, I hope you've been kissing the mirror, like, in practicing <laughs> yeah, yeah. promos. Um, and each time it, it just made me feel so much happier because I knew that I was building my confidence and I was like, yeah, I can do this. Like, if they can stand up and do this, then I can do it. And yeah, it really helped me. But the, uh, Robbie's school as a whole um, really helped me because it's more building up people's confidence. So even if someone like myself doesn't believe in themselves, um, like with wrestling, like he would help them to believe in themselves. And then you know, if, if you believe in yourself, it does help you. Feel, oh, of course, you know, yeah. More confident well, and yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So, so, so if I if I can ask, why did why did your dad make you quit dancing? Am I allowed to ask this? Because so my mom and dad divorced when I was eight, and my mom at the time she was spending hundreds of pounds like on dance costumes and my dad found out how much she was spending and he hit the roof because my mom was like you know it's not like she had a lot of money she was struggling with me and my brother and she wanted to see me happy and she knew how much I love dancing because I've done dancing since I was a little girl um and yeah he kind of dragged me out the dance school and said that I could never go back there even just to dance you know it wasn't just like oh, you can dance, but you can't compete. It was, no, that's it, you know, wipe the slate, so... <laughs> I guess he just thought to himself mm. that as long as you were in that school, you were going to want to compete, and yeah. if you wanted to compete, your mum was going to continue to spend that money. 
That's I guess it. it was a little bit like we can't afford to be doing this. Yeah. Which is tough. It's tough love, really, isn't it? But it's. It is. I love. I absolutely loved it though, and I thought, you know what? Nothing is ever gonna kind of fill this hole like dancing did, and then obviously that's what wrestling does now. That's. <laughs> you just born that's to my be love a, and my passion. Born to be a performer. That's what you were born to be. <laughs> yeah. So, how long was it then from you training at Gloucester and you going to Robbie School to you actually getting your first match? That was yeah, I was so that was two thousand thirteen. So nearly two, so, so nearly two years. Not, from, yeah, so that's that's a big. I didn't that, wanna, yeah, you just didn't just, just. I just didn't think that. I know it sounds really silly, but I just didn't think that I could do it. And then after going to Rob's school and um, obviously training, being good at Gloucester as well, I, I just yeah, then I couldn't wait to do a show. I really couldn't. So did you? Was your first experience on the show, was it as a wrestler or did you just come in as a, as a valet to start off with? I know you've done both. <laughs> My first proper show was actually against Nixon. Okay. And that was for Gloucester. Okay. But I did have a little kind of camp show um, before that when it was, um, was it a gauntlet match? And I was the last one in and I thrown Luke out the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, but that was, I can't even remember where that was, but... Um, yeah, I did have a little a little bit of a match then, but my proper match was uh, with Steph, and I remember that was um, Luca. Two thousand thirteen. Everyone knows the name. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, you do that face like my face. Look, oh. She basically said Steph, but let's be honest, her Twitter was like or Instagram was like Steph, whatever for ages. So everyone knows her real name. Good, good. And I think when I did my podcast with her, I just referred to her as Steph the entire time, so don't okay, worry that's too much. Cool. But then like. How how was you feeling going into that match? Even though you'd had like two years experience and you said like confidence wasn't great, were you nervous going into that match? And were you? Yeah, from what I can remember, I was nervous. Um, I think you know you always have a little bit of nerves, but at the same time, I I felt ready by then to to do a show. Were you were you Chardonnay at this point? Yeah, straight away. The this whole Chardonnay thing um, kind of built from. Um, training at Wrestle Leicester, so I thought if I create a character where people aren't going to laugh at me myself, and they're not going to, you know, take the mick out of me, then they can take the mick out of this character. They're laughing you know? with you, not at yeah, you. Yeah, they're yeah. laughing with me and not at me. And sometimes I worry about words that I say if I'm not pronouncing them properly. And you know, doing a Chav character, I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect to start off with. So yeah, straight away, my first match, I was, I had my pink Burberry. Chavster. So how did you come up with the name? Do you know what? I don't know. I might have been drinking Chardonnay at the time. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, no, I don't know. It's just thinking of... Chavvy. Chavvy Ch- names. Chavvy baby names. Terrible yeah, names. Yeah, of course. Something like, yeah. We say this is probably somebody listening to this who's called Chardonnay. And, uh, <laughs> I know. It probably hated me now. <laughs> so from there then, did you find that it was easy to get out of Gloucester or... Did you just wrestle in Gloucester for a while? Yeah, my first bunch of matches would have been Gloucester. And then I started doing some camps for All Star. Um, and then I went on to Kamikaze and just... Um, I'm trying to think what my first lot of shows were now. I think BW. Um, but yeah, the first few months I, st- I kind of stuck at Gloucester. And then kind of from there it progressed. And then, of course, then, like, somebody else saw you, like, NGW. I think NGW was a really good platform for you as well because you would have been... And little did I know as well, by the time I saw you at NGW, you probably would have only been doing it for, like, less than a year. Mm. But I felt like you were so... And for somebody who's saying who's not that confident, I thought that you were super confident when I first met you. So the fact that 
you weren't able to do that two years prior. I just think that speaks volumes for how much you come on from them. Mm. But like, I think NGW was a big step in stone for you because one, you were on like, the British Wrestling Roundup a lot, and when they put you with Pip and I, I think it was just a really good, it was a really good relationship because everyone kind of got his character and it bounced off yours as well and it allowed you to not just have them laugh at you, but they laughed at both of you and that was that made it even easier as well, didn't it? Yeah, I I love NGW and I I loved you know working with Pip. We did bounce off each other and have such a laugh and. Yeah, I was so grateful. As soon as I was contacted by them, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to do these shows. Like, And then they started like wanting to do promos with me all the time. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. It's just a, char- yeah. it's just a character that everyone can relate to. But another reason why like, I wanted to I talk to you uh, on, on this today, like, we'll get on to all the stardom stuff, but like, you had WWE tryouts and you've done other stuff as well with WWE. But how did they come up? Did they come about because of Robbie? So, yeah, through Rob, Robbie put me forward, I think that would have been later in 2013, so maybe the November. So as soon as, as, soon as you hit your stride and you got your confidence, he was like, right, she's, she's, some, she's ready for this. this yeah, is, yeah, he then, yeah, put my stuff forward for a trial, which would have been the November. And that was absolutely amazing. Like, I, I love that trial. Like, you know, you are deep down, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. But at the same time, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> like, um... And yeah, my match, promo, like the fitness was tough, but you know, I absolutely loved it. And then the email I got back was, you know, Paige was their big UK girl at the time. So I thought, right, keep on trying and, you know, keep doing shows. Um, but then sometimes it's just holding on to that hope. And I think I was I was focusing so much every time it was like, right, six months, don't worry, you'll have another go. Or, you know, um, you know, from that. Um, but I was focusing so much on WWE rather than just enjoying them, what I was doing that I was getting so kind of, I know it sounds silly, but like emotionally attached to it. Um, so then the following year when Rob was like, you know, I'll get you another one now. Um, and I kind of trained really hard. I remember I was like in the best shape that I've been in. And then it was probably a few weeks before we was like, oh, they're looking at different people this time, which, you know, obviously there's so many people that need to be seen. It's, you know, only fair. And they've already seen me, so like, you know, once you've been seen, you are on that radar. But I feel like just because I was focusing so much on it, um, I was kind of then like, oh my gosh, like, this is, it, it just got to me really emotionally. And I just thought, you know, I'm not good enough and I'm not going to be good enough. And then I think that's why kind of the following year I then decided, because I was getting on good shows then as well, which, you know, was a bit of a shame to then decide to take a break. But um, I had a car accident as well and ripped my car off and I was just like, right. But do you get um, injured? I only had whiplash, but I couldn't train for like two, three months. Yeah, and then okay. it was when I started training again, because I even cancelled NGW. I said, look, at the moment, I just don't want to be kind of around wrestling just because I can't do it. And just I be- felt really bad. And, you know, I might have not got the chance to get back on their shows again, but that's just how I felt at the time. And it was just because like this dream mm. of Dory, which you wanted... You just felt that that was like slipping away and... Yeah, and I felt like I was... So since I started wrestling, I've had a, I had a cleaning business. And like cleaning, you can get really good money, but it it's so strenuous and it is really hard work. Um, and I was just hating. Monday to Friday, I was hating. And then, you know, come a weekend, whether I was doing shows or whether I was training, that was kind of my happy time. But it kind of felt like the Monday to Friday was taking over, you know, the weekends and I was still having like negative feelings from in the week and I just kind of got to a point and I thought I need a new job and 
you know, I need more money now. And every job I kind of looked for was like weekends. Yeah. So that's when I then decided to stop. So I kind of shot myself in the foot really for stopping for such a long time because... So, 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 so like, I, I, you, I, decided, <laughs> you decided that the weekdays were making you really happy, but the yeah. weekends were making you really happy. Yeah. So you would get rid of the weekends and <laughs> just know, be perpetual misery. No, no, <laughs> no, but I changed my job as well. So I then started working a job when I was having to work three weekends a month. And then when I did slowly, you know, start to want to get back into wrestling, it was too hard to book time off. It oh, would always my. be like the weekend that I was off, no wrestling shows that wanted me would fall on that weekend. Um, and then November last year, I got another tryout. So four months before that, I started training again. Um, didn't get on many shows. It was only kind of local shows up until that tryout, but... I went to the tryout and again, I felt happy, but I just didn't feel like I knew myself as a wrestler, um, like with promo and in ring, because, you know, if you stop, if you stop for a while, it's just like, I felt like it just completely no, went and I felt like I had to start back from the beginning. So wrestling wise, I didn't feel, you know, half as good as what I was before. And promo wise, I just felt like, who am I? What am I doing? You know, what should I do? And I just didn't feel certain of yeah, just like who I was, you know, yeah. Um, so I didn't feel like that was the best, but at the same time, that's what made me kick myself up the bum because I had turned down to go to Japan in the January because I wasn't wrestling. Um, and then since that November, I was then like, oh my God, I hope I get the chance to go to Japan again and, you know, get out there. And I started training a lot more then and getting on better shows, but yeah, that's what kind of made me realize right, I need to give a hundred percent or not. So I quit my job and then started another business for myself. <laughs> You don't, you don't you don't like downtime you no, don't do I you? don't mess around <laughs> so so yeah 2017 was the best and brightest year in British wrestling and 2018 is shaping out to be just the same merch game forget about it absolutely out of this world so hell if you're a wrestler looking for the best place to print stock and ship your merchandise out without you having to do any of the work or maybe you're a brand new wrestler looking for the best place to Get a new design out, or hell, maybe you're an established name who wants to make sure that some of their older stock can still be available to all their fans. The Merch Britannia is the place for you. I'm so confident with the work that Jim and Aliki and the rest of the team do at Merch Britannia that I've brought them on as my exclusive Wrestling Friends merchandisers, and I'm telling you to do the same. Better yet, if you head over there today, you can sort out a store absolutely free. So what are you waiting for? Head over to MerchBritannia.com now and set up a store. Thanks, Jim, Aligi, and the rest of the team at MerchBritannia.com. You tore it apart. Yeah. But then, like, so where was the transition period at this point where you decided, like, you're not going to be Chardonnay the Chav? That was after this tryout. That okay, was, so yeah. that was the kick up the arse you needed to just kind of refocus. Do something new. Be more British. Um, and do, have a character more. I did enjoy doing a Chav character, but at the same time, sometimes I was like, oh, people would say to me, you're not a baby face or like, you can't be a baby face. And I just thought, well, I want a character anyway, which is more myself, which I'm still playing around with at the moment. But, um, it's like having another project to work on, isn't it really? So it is exciting at the same time, but at the moment it's just more finding exactly what I want to do. So how did you, how did the, how did Japan come about? So in the end, so I turned down 
going there just because I didn't feel like I could do it. And obviously with work, I was working full time. Which I think, I think as that well, it's, just... it's such a big thing as well that not only did you just turn it down, you said about work, but you said like you didn't feel ready for it. Mm. So many people would have gone out there just because they could have gone, huh, I've gone to Japan and take it off the list. Whereas you've gone, no, no, I feel like I don't deserve this place. So I feel like I can't give a hundred percent out there. And you went off and you kind of like rebuilt yourself up or you got your, your confidence back and you figured out who you were. And I think that's a testament to you as well. Like if you're going to do something, you never do it like halfway, half one foot in. You always do it like 100%, mm. which I think is a really big testament to you as a person. Because I think mm. that's that's you as well. From everything I've heard about you, is like you always give 110% everything you do. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I try. But no, yeah. Um, I then contacted them and I was like, look, I really want to, you know, really want to do this. Um, if you're looking for someone... <laughs> And then it just kind of come from that then, that um, for the August to go there for three months. And this is with Stardom. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Stardom. And then I think a month before, it was then a girl's come back from injury, so we're going to have to make you wait until autumn. So I was kind of like, no. But at the same time, I was like, right, this is more time to train and, you know, practice more for japan so it worked out well in the end because i got to go to america then as well for a little holiday which was nice did you wrestle while you were there i did um for shine and another promotion in north carolina yeah so how was how was america how was america compared to over here uh it was well compared to here i don't do a lot of female shows so shine's a female show yeah um and the venue and just the atmosphere um was amazing i absolutely loved it and I wrestled a girl called Stormy Lee, who was really, really good. So it was a great experience. And then the show in North Carolina, uh, that was a mixed show. And I got to wrestle Ariel Monroe, and she was really good. And I really enjoyed it. So yeah, it was all positive. But again, uh, I guess well, like, um, would, that, would that build your confidence up, ready for Japan as well, kind of going out to a different country and doing well out there? From having a negative of, oh, we've got to wait a few more months for you to come out here, to then have go to America and do those shows... It was definitely a big positive, so... Yeah. And then uh, you came back and... Then, yeah, you seem to have just, like... You came back and they just bounced straight back out to America. You wouldn't back for long, was you? And then I went to... Oh, yeah, then yeah. I went to Japan. And then I was like, right, I've saved some money. Let's go back to America. <laughs> so I've just come back, yeah, from Orlando. Mm. And I did Shine again. And this time I got to tag when, with Isla Dawn. And we wrestled against um, Mercedes Martinez and Ivelisse. Yeah. And that was amazing. Really was, good. Yeah, really good. Really tough. Like, I feel like I got chucked around the ring and I don't feel like I've ever taken a chop properly until I've been in that match because, <laughs> oh my God, the chops they were giving me, I was just on my knees constantly like, help me. <laughs> but but how, yeah. how, did you, how did you find Japan? How, how did I find Japan? Yeah. Um, Japan was really fun. It was. I was quite scared. I'm not going to lie. And I think just because I know from girls that have gone there, you know, it is so foreign it's not like just going to America, is it? You know, it's going to Japan and I got lost a few times and then not a lot of people speak English. So I'm kind of in my own bubble, like, what well, do how, I do? How do you manage? How do you manage to get lost? And everywhere looks the same. Eventually you'll find someone. I remember the once I saw a guy with blonde hair and blue eyes and I was like, ah, like, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but most of the time, like, we, we travel together anyway. But whenever I seem to go off by myself, I just, I just got lost. Because everything just looks the same. Yeah, but the training, like mid-breath, is like he's amazing how he trains us and stretches us out and massages us. Like, oh, it's so good. And then training with the girls is, um, yeah, really fun. 
And then the following there, like, I can't believe I remember my first show there, like, going out to the crowd. I can't believe, like, how many fans there were, like, for a female show as well, especially. How many? It's a female show, but there was, like, I'd say just under a thousand people the first show that I did there. And I was just like, this is crazy. (laughs) But the fans are great. Like, they're so respectful and, you know, they love merchandise. So you do so well out there. That's good. But I just want another thing as well, I feel like, especially because there isn't a lot of girls Mm. from the Gloucester area. So it's very much, especially since you've been coming up, Mm. it has been you and the lads and that you have had to like, kind of like travel up and down the road with the lads. So I feel like when you went out there to um, Stardom, in my eyes, it was the first time that you'd been with the girls for a long, in wrestling for a long period of time. So how did you find that? Yeah, (laughs) it was different, but it was nice. I really got on with B. Like I love B to bits and, I'm going out there in a few months and B will be there. So I'm like, yes, get in there. Like we, we had such a laugh together. Like I'd chop and she'd cook and we'd train together and yeah, watch like psycho films together and stuff. So <laughs> I'm glad that I had B. B was... It was her B first was time too, role, wasn't it? So And it was her first time. Yeah. Which is really good. But how, when it came to the wrestling, how did you find the wrestling compared to over here? The thing, the Japanese girls, they are so good. Like, I don't know if you've watched the Nostalgia. I, I do. I watch the, everything. <laughs> the female, they are so good. And they're so tough. So, and if anything, like, it just pushes you so much more to be a better wrestler. And to, like, I learned, I talk, you know, learned so many more moves to, like, incorporate with what I was doing there. Um, but, yeah, like, my best match I've ever had would, would have to be that, I'd say, against EO, who's their champ. Like, I just felt like that. That match pushed me to the max. Was that, the, <laughs> so. was that, was that main event? Uh, yeah. Oh, so, was, you, yeah. so you put, was that your first main event you've ever done? Yeah, I think so. Oh, <laughs> in front of like over oh, a thousand people? Of, how many people were there? I think that was three, four hundred at that point. Still good. It's still good, yeah. Yeah, especially main event in Japan. I haven't done main event yeah. in Japan, so that's, 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 that's. Yeah, that was really, really good. Did you come back then with like confidence and just drive, this is what I want to do? and yeah, definitely. Like, wrestling comes first now. That's that's in my head. I'm like, wrestling comes first. So, and I can't wait to go back out there. But at the same time, like, the British scene at the moment, there's so many girls that I want to wrestle and so many girls that are good. So, you know, I'm excited, like, working here as well. That's good. I, I feel that, like, this is the first time as well that I know you and a lot of other people on listen to this might not know you, which is another reason why I want to do this. Because mm-hmm. I feel that you're somebody who everyone's going to be seeing all the next couple of months. So you've come back from Japan and you've done America and I feel like you've come back now and tonight you're going to the, you're going to fight club pro training, is that right? Yes. And I feel that like you're, since you come back now, you've thrown yourself in, into this scene and you just want to be completely submerged and you want to be a part of this scene, which again, I never thought you wanted to be before and that's because I think your, your goals were WWE and that's all you wanted was that WWE, mm. that goal. So I think it's it's so good for to see you come here now and be like, no, I'm going to kill it in Japan. I'm going to kill it over here in Britain. And I just want to do everything. Yeah, and you need to enjoy it, don't you? And that's what I've realised. It's not about, you know, where you want to be. You know, I know there's like lame little quotes and stuff, but it is like the journey along the way, isn't it? And the scene at the moment in England is crazy. So like Kamikaze on Friday, um, Kamikaze Pro Show, absolutely love that. It was like so good. <laughs> so good. I was like, yay. So it's nice to feel happy and positive and just enjoy what you're doing because that's what's important, isn't it? It is. Um, really. So what's next then? What's your, what's your little goals you've got? Uh, 
over here while you're back? So, just get on more shows here. So, I want to get on some bigger promotions like, here. Like who? Where do you want to go? Yeah, this, this... I want to go everywhere. <laughs> For any particular ones? Um, I'd love to get on Progress and like Rev Pro. Um, apparently, the NGW might eventually do some women's matches. So, I, was, I will be yeah. like, you know, please, <laughs> please let me on. Um, and then just keep training, like Fight Club Pro training. Like, again, the first session there, they were doing like crazy stuff and it's not all about I know like doing springboards and stuff like that but if Luke was training me and said Katie do a springboard I would tell him you know sod off <laughs> no but, you got you got you I got Luke you do, a, you do a springboard <laughs> yeah Trav was like go on you could do it and I remember I was like for 10 minutes I was probably like I can't do this I can't do this and then I did it and you know like I, what I like about there they teach all different sides of wrestling so you get like a really good fitness um and like agility and you know working holds and different sequences like it's everything mixed in which i never knew before i'll be completely honest from what i'd heard before it was like oh you'll go there and do springboards and this and that and like high flying stuff when it's not it's all good grounded wrestling like um yeah you so just, just keep going yeah. there and getting better that's what i want to do that's good, yeah. good. <laughs> uh as i uh, how i like to usually end these up is if you were to give yourself any advice? And if you let's do that, let's do it in two parts. Then, if you were to give your former self any advice, what would that advice be? Let's do that question first. If I was to give, <laughs> um, don't be stupid and believe in yourself. Like if if they can do it, you can do it. It's just more confident. Yeah, be more confident. And if you were to mm. give advice to anyone else coming into the business, so any young girls who come into the business now, if you were to give them any advice, maybe they're in the Gloucester area, maybe they want to. Get, maybe they want to start shows and maybe they're anywhere else. What would the advice would you give them? Go to a good straight training school and train hard. Uh, watch lots of wrestling. Get in good shape. Um, don't let the boys knock you because some boys do try and knock females down, which isn't very fair. And I've had that in the past. But I think nowadays... Really? It's, yeah, I think nowadays, though, it's a lot more equal, isn't it? Do you feel but, like it was just... Like, it was like I feel like it's come on leaps and bounds over the last year, I feel... But really, do was it was it? Yeah, bad? years. Well, I, I say years ago, like I've been wrestling for years, but I haven't. But um, round about the times when I first started, my my best friend actually stopped wrestling because of guys like with banter and saying like jokes about boobs and stuff at training. It it kind of got to her, um, you know. So kind of like it's not yeah, sexist it, things. Would you say? Oh, inappropriate yeah. things. Yeah. Okay, so but then I understand, like realize now, a lot of schools are not like that. So I don't think girls coming into the business would have so much of an issue with having to put up with that because I don't feel like a lot of schools would tolerate it. No. Um, but then, yeah, a, a lot of girls have probably had that as well. So, Yeah, of course. Yeah. I can remember you coming down to a Dragon Pro training session <laughs> where it was just all girls and I can remember you just being like, oh my God, you have an all-girls session and you're just know. being completely blown away by it. That was, a, yeah, that's amazing. Um, if all areas could be like that, a lot of girls probably would train or feel more... I'm not saying, like, girls feel less confident in front of guys, but some girls do. Of course. So, I, yeah, I really do like that about um, um, down in Wales that yeah. they've got the all-female training or used to have it. But there's a lot of girls there anyway, so it's nice. It's a nice atmosphere. Uh, where can they find you? On the on the internet, do you know these things? <laughs> she's going to go get her phone. Bear with us a second. She's going to go think, get her phone. Right. So, on Instagram, it's ladychardonnay.uk. How do we spell Chardonnay? Just just so everyone knows. 
like the wine. So it's C-H-A, hang on, I forgot, C-H-A-R-D-O-N-N-A-Y. Okay. Or on Twitter, it's at Lady C. Darcy. C. Darcy. Yeah. She's not fully Chardonnay. No, I don't know why I've done that. Maybe I couldn't have it. Maybe someone else is called Chardonnay. <laughs> Possibly. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I am looking so forward to seeing what 2018 holds for you because I feel that you're somebody who's driven, determined and I'll be honest with you, I think you're one of the best female promos in the country as well. So, Oh, I'm, thank I, you. No, I, no, I, oh, I, and you know me, I've been in the car with you. I, I don't ever, I don't give compliments out no, of something don't. like that. I don't. So I, I honestly believe that. I think you're one of the best female uh, promos in the country and every time I see you in the ring you seem to be getting better and better. So Thank I look you. forward to seeing what 2018 holds. Thanks so much. No problem at all. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Thank Wish you for having me. Bye. Bye. How good was that? Lovely little conversation with Shani. Somebody I definitely want to get on in the future after she blows up in 2018. Do you know what? I love how uh, these episodes, and we said it afterwards after we turned the recorder off. I love how these episodes, sometimes people just seem to open up. I don't know if it's this lovely soothe, soothe in Welsh accent, but people do seem to open up and they do seem to chat and talk about stuff that I didn't know about. So she's somebody who I would have thought had all the confidence in the world. She's a very pretty girl. And, you know... Always been bubbly, always been talkative in the cars with us, but she's somebody who does battle with social anxiety and has battled with social anxiety. And wrestling has been that outlet that's allowed her to grow, get better in that aspect and come out of her shell. And I think that anyone out there who's currently battling social anxiety or continues to, to battle social anxiety, that there is there is change. It will it will get better. It might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but there is, as long as you uh, you find that outlet that it helps you and it definitely will get better. And I, Katie, Katie Lady Chardonnay has found that. And uh, she's absolutely killing it. Big big ups to uh, Luke. And big ups to T-Bone down in Gloucester. And big ups to Robbie Brookside as well for bringing her out of Rochelle. And just making her all-round brilliant wrestler. And also a more well-rounded individual as a person as well. So uh, I look forward to seeing what she does this year. And hopefully her name and her face crops up in places like Progress and RevPro and another place especially fight club she's training at the moment so i think that uh we definitely will be seeing more of her this year but yeah thankfully chardonnay really appreciate it of course if you've enjoyed the podcast please be sure to rate subscribe review tell a friend do whatever you need to do to make sure that her story and many other story are heard by more and more people but yeah please be sure to do that i'm on the uh so i'm on the twitter at flash underscore morgan i'm on the facebook facebook.com forward slash flash morgan webster and i'm on the instagram at Flash Morgan Webster. If you do want to advertise on the Wrestling Press podcast or you want to drop me a little discreet email or maybe you want to book me for an upcoming gig, seminar, anything, all that can be done at the email which is flashmorganatlive.co.uk. Again, that email is flashmorganatlive.co.uk. Of course, if you do want to help support this podcast, then all that can be done at our sponsors which is merchbritannia.com or over at my big hotel which is morganwebster.bigartel.com. I say at the start of every episode, but I don't expect any money from you guys. You guys just tell in, tweet in, doing all that stuff is really great. Tell a friend 
all that stuff is really appreciated. Or even just come up to me and tell tell me at the merch table how much you're enjoying the podcast. I told said that to Lady Charlotte today that I, a show doesn't go by where somebody doesn't come up to me and tell me how much you join the podcast, and it really does mean a lot because it's nice to uh, nice to put a face to those numbers or those listens as it goes up. So I really do appreciate that. I guess that really sums up another episode. It really does. I feel like I've shot through this one. But uh, big thanks to Lady Chardonnay for being on the show. It was a great little episode. And I look forward to getting her on the show again soon. Uh, Big thanks to our sponsors, MerchBritannia.com, for helping me keep this on the airways every single week. And a big thanks to you guys for either buying my stuff or even just listening. Because without you guys, I I said it for many times, it would just be me having a conversation with my mates, which is great. I always love doing that. But uh, I like to be able to produce something that everyone can enjoy and listen. And without you guys listening, I wouldn't be able to do that. So, yeah, big thanks to you guys. All left to say is, I've been Flashmonger Web, so this has been Wrestling Friends. And it's always a pleasure, always a treasure. Bye. Thanks for stopping by. Later, people. <laughs> <laughs>